3100. That's 970 616 3100. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Without a vision, God's children will have no boundaries. Without a vision, God's children will be lawless. They will be complacent. They will be deceived. And uh, they'll have no direction. Without a vision, it would be like walking in the dark, actually running in a dark environment And you don't know which direction you're going. You don't know what's in front of you. You don't know the dangers ahead of you. Without a vision, God's children are uncontrolled. In America, the evangelical churches in this country, there is... The prophecy of Paul's, of the Apostle Paul, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, a word called apostasy. With no vision, the earth, the, the church is doomed to apostasy. This is not a future prophecy. This is not something that will come in the future. This is has occurred. The American church is deep in apostasy. So as we go into the program, there are different uh, topics I'm going to discuss today. One is going to be apostasy, the consequences of it, and the prophets of Israel and the prophets of our time. Also, uh, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Christ is speaking clearly to his body of believers internationally, but I will I will focus on the United States of America. He is speaking clearly, and God's children are not listening. God's children don't have an ear to hear. They don't have a the ability to comprehend what they're hearing. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel, they had men who would sit 
at the edge of the city, surrounding the city, and when there was danger, these men would blow a horn. And it was, uh, they only blew that horn. There was no, this is a test, this is just a test, like we have on, you know, uh, storm warnings, tornado warnings, things of this nature on radio. When they blew the shofar, it meant there was danger coming. A foreign invader, uh, if they were, if a, a watchman were to be set on a wall to at night to not only watch for enemies, but to watch for prey, lions, vicious animals. And if that watchman fell asleep, the death of all the people, their blood would be on his head, on his hands. And the watchman in Isaiah 21, the watchman sat at his post, awake, watching, to see what was coming. And he even lamented that he watches night and day. He, he made it it was it was pretty much impossible for him to fall asleep because not only would there be danger to those within the city but he also would be a target in america christ is clearly speaking to his churches the when the shofar was blown the people were to do whatever possible to protect themselves from whatever was coming. But if the people didn't take heed, if they didn't uh, pay attention, and they decided, well, it's a false alarm, they would become victims. And I'm afraid that in the United States, this has been the case. The men that have been given direction to the churches in America, this is my view from looking at what has happened to the churches in America from the 70s to the present. And from through the years, watching, looking at the ministers, the pastors, the leaders of the evangelical churches in this country, a Pentecostal, uh, the fundamental groups, uh, the uh, Messianic movement, uh, and observing the... Well, doctrine, I've always looked at their doctrine. I've looked at what they what these men were building. I can see it. I'm looking at, I just don't know how to present to you what, I'm, what I have viewed. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to present it to you. It's going to be difficult. You're not going to like it. Especially the men that have been in leadership positions aren't going to like what, I, what I'm saying. But that doesn't mean it's not true. 
someone or there are those who are responsible for the apostasy that the churches in America the apostasy apostasy that has come upon the churches of America who is responsible for it well it is not an, an individual it is a group a collective of men who were building small empires rather than building the kingdom of heaven rather than building uh, in the church what would stand the coming persecution and the hardships many Christians aren't even aren't aware of what is coming okay I'm going to hold that right there another verse this is out of Proverbs well again where there is no vision Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 the people are unrestrained they're out of control they're, they have no boundaries they do as they please they're, they're not uh, watching they're not afraid of what is coming they're not afraid of what of the directions that they have taken that are going to cause hardship to themselves, to their families. Amos chapter 3, 7. This is about the word, about the prophets of Israel that were to, that God was going to use and he would speak to them and he would tell them to tell the people, to warn the people, to be the shofar for the people to their order was to tell the people what's coming. And I'll just go to, I'm going to go through the early verses too, but I'm going to go to chapter for uh, Amos 3, 7. Before Yahweh Sabaoth, before the Lord of hosts, before the God who has two armies, an angelic host of angels that he commands he directs and to the armies that he has called within humanity within mankind this army before he does anything and these people are called prophets before he does anything before he moved forward with a plan before he begins an execution, the ex executing of a plan, before he allows that plan to be set in motion, God says that he tells these plans what he is going to do, his objectives. He lets his servants, the prophets, he instructs them. And once they are instructed, they are to present clearly what God has spoken to them, God's intentions, clearly to the family of God. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
the warning, there is a warning internationally to the children of God. God is warning His children in the United States of America that something has changed. The children of Israel who heard the trumpet many times they not only heard the trumpet but they decided and made the decision to ignore what the meaning of that warning God is speaking clearly to the churches in America but many of the believers are ignoring what God is speaking God is speaking clearly he always speaks clearly he speaks through his prophets. He speaks through his, his uh, ordained ministers, his priests. Clearly, the problem is the men in responsible positions, the, the priests of the land, or the pastors, or the shepherds, or the teachers, they have not been able to interpret the signs in the heaven concerning the weather, you might say, what is coming. They have not been able to discern the sign of the times. They can look at the weather and tell you what's happening with the weather, but they don't know, not aware of, can't see the signs that are in front of them. The big sign to me, a big sign, through studying the church history, which most Christian pastors don't do. They uh, maybe spend their time studying the covenants of the fellowships that they're with, but they don't look at church history. There was, a, there was a day when the kingdom of heaven was introduced into the world in power and authority. That was the night of resurrection when Christ breathed into the people in a, in a room and he said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. That introduced that one event, that experience that these people had, <clears throat> was the beginning of the kingdom of heaven in power, not outwardly, but within the spirits of the people who were born again on that evening. Fifty days later, they would wait. Fifty days later, they would have a Pentecost they would be in Jerusalem and the Spirit would fall upon them to empower them outwardly. They had the Holy Spirit within, but now the Holy Spirit would be poured upon them for labor to go into the field, meaning the world, into the heart to, to begin harvesting planting the seed, Christ, for an eventual harvest, 
which would occur at the end of the world. Our time. We are the we are in the period of time where the harvest is going to take place. We're not in the period of time where the seed was initially sown. We've been 2,000 years, Christians have been 2,000 years, the churches 2,000 years in the world. The harvest now has, the, 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 uh, we're ready for the main harvest, the big harvest, the end of the world harvest. We are closing out the age. We did not begin the church age. We are ending, finishing, closing out the church age. A dispensation. Many, many Christians don't like that word dispensation. It just means Christ started something 2,000 years ago and 2,000 years later in that period of time. It's a dispensation. He will end what he began. It's also an age. He will begin what we would term a church age. The church age began on the night of resurrection, and the church age will end on the day that Christ raptures or resurrects all of his believers to himself, to a judgment seat in the heavens called the judgment seat of Christ. We are also ending a 6,000 year period of time where man were the the ruler of the forces of darkness would have 6,000 years to build his kingdom and at the end of that 6,000 years his his time of authority his time to rule the nations will be over so we're at the end of a 6,000 year period of time and at the beginning of the 7,000th year or the 7th day Christ will take legal ownership of the nations and the peoples of the world this uh, we are near that time where Christ is going to take ownership the, the, the kingdoms of this world are very soon to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. We're at the end. And the pastors in this country are, I hear them talking, I hear uh, things being said that mystify me. There may be another 20 or 30 years possibly we can turn things around or we have another 20, 30 years, but we don't see Christ coming back in our lifetime in the near future. Then you have different views where Christ has already come. We're in the millennial kingdom already. Different doctrines, different thoughts on eschatology. Because of errant doctrine, theology, eschatology, and because of an inaccurate interpretation of history, 
many of the Christians in this country are not aware of the spiritual, the prophecies that have been given for our time. We're going to close out this age. God is speaking very clearly to the seven churches, but they are ignoring, most of the the bulk of the believers are ignoring what they're hearing. They don't believe that we're going into the hardest time that the world has ever experienced. Christ said at the end of the world, that would be the condition. The whole earth will go into a time of hardship that the inhabitants of the world had never experienced prior to this final time. And Christ stated very clearly that if he didn't return, no flesh would be saved. The signs are evident. In the early 70s, mid-70s, late-70s, in the Christian churches, especially with the young Christians in the baby boom generation, their excitement and what, what was a staple for the Christians at that time, the Word of God was definitely the staple. True worship, honest worship, real worship was also part of their experience. And the study of Bible prophecy. It was a staple. It was an everyday experience studying the scriptures to see what God had to what what all that God had to say about the future. The late great planet Earth, many ministries, many many men, David Wilkerson, all talking about we are the final generation. We're at the end of the world. Christ is near. But in the late 70s, that type of excitement began to die out. Less, there were a few ministries that considered to, that continued to focus on prophecy. But for the most part, the rest of the churches, something changed. And I can phrase it this way. There were men, older men, that watched the baby boom generation children, the, these young people that were setting America on fire for Christ. Eventually, there was a thought that these people needed to be put in assemblies. They were too free. They were on the streets. They were everywhere talking about Christ, preaching the gospel. They had also had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were on street corners praying for people. It was, it was an unbelievable time, I remember. But these young people, they didn't need the Holy Spirit. They were following the Holy Spirit. They were doing what Christ asked them to do. Many started ministries. But the thought was, collectively with the older religious world, these people need to stop this nonsense 
and they need to become part of assemblies and they need to sit and be instructed by the pastors of the land at that time. This was the beginning of the numbing of the spiritual experience and the dynamic of a relationship that these people had with Christ. Now they're going to be institutionalized. And this is exactly what happened in the, from the late 70s to the present. Something came, there was a, a spirit that came across this country like a wind. And that spirit, we're going to go to a break. I, I don't want to start something and can't finish it here, then we'll forget our thought. So before I go to the break, and I'll continue the thought after the break, Every Sunday, 9 to noon, Mountain Time, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program here on 1360 KHNC. The podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. This is another two and a half hours. You'll need to go to the podcast if you can't continue through the rest of the show. We'll be back in a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. We here at KHNC are looking for new conspiracy theories because all the old ones have become fact. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Reasons to own gold. Reason number 725. The government goes out of its way to make you believe Social Security has an account with your name on it with money just for you. But the Supreme Court ruled that payments due under Social Security are not property rights and are not protected. Social Security is merely a tax and the government is under no obligations to pay you anything. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit allamericangold.com. Hey, this is Mike Ramsey, Ramsey Auto Group, with Steve Pardue. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley is our new address. Phone number is 970-443-5654. We specialize in used trucks and sport utility vehicles, but mainly trucks. We have extended our hours on Saturdays to 10 to 3 and Monday through Friday, 930 to 530, serving the Greeley community and the surrounding areas, but we are really proud to call Greeley our home. 970-443-5654, 6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. Hey, folks, the Rev here. When the economy collapses, so will society. Martial law will rule 
but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003. This is Rick Rodriguez. I'll be the host of The Present Truth Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, New World Order, Agendas of Secret Societies, The Coming World Religion. Again, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walks. Oh, when he walks. When Jesus walks. Watch my sins away. Because this is a three-hour program, many of you won't be able to stay for the full three hours. And if you have the ability, you can go to the podcast, which would be on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree program. During the week, I host the Present Truth, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3, and the podcast for the programs are also on 1360khnc.com. My mailing information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Now, the direction I'm going is I saw what happened in the 70s. And what happened is between about 1960 and 1976, there was a freedom and it was a move of God in the United States of America and it was directed at the baby boom generation children of America, post-World War II children. It began with Jimmy Carter. I'm sorry. It began with Jimmy Carter's a half-brother, John Kennedy. John Kennedy, in 1960, when he was elected, as a Catholic, it was a prophetic sign from the Holy Spirit to this nation and to the world that God was going to begin something using a Catholic president who, in his, once he became president, the plans that were his instructions given to him through his father for this country changed. And what changed John F. Kennedy was he did not want to see. He was he had been in war. And simply, he knew what would come to the American men, the young American men in the baby boom generation should the United States go to war in Asia. And he didn't want that. This was one reason why he was assassinated. I'm going to stay on the spiritual side of it. There are many dimensions to what happened with him and many reasons for the... There were uh, many different reasons why he was... He couldn't be allowed to continue as president. But from the perspective 
where I come from, he didn't want these young men going to war. Because God had a plan with the baby boom generation people, and that plan exists to this very day. We are still in the great plan that God had between 1960 and 1976 with the baby boom generation children. Two groups, Jewish, Christ, Jewish, Jewish people who became believers and the Gentile people that became believers. It was not just Gentile children in America. It included the Jewish children also. God had a plan for the baby boom generation children, Jew and Gentile, Hebrew through the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob, and Gentile children. The emphasis or the direction that God, the main direction He went with that generation, with that group of children, was His Holy Spirit. That was the focus, the plan of God upon the minds of that group of people. His Holy Spirit. He wanted these children to get a reality of who He was, who the Holy Spirit was, and how real the Holy Spirit and how important it was for the Holy Spirit to give these people an experience of His Spirit so they would be imprinted with His Spirit. Not just a, a plan or a, um, a move. Because of the Holy Spirit, there were many moves that took place at that time. In my experience, I was saved, born again, in 1972. And during my two and a half years before I began to be churched, I had a experience of the reality of who Christ was as the Holy Spirit. Even living in my sins, still, I had the experience, the anointing, this is what the Holy Spirit was teaching me. His anointing. Through His anointing, not having a Bible, not studying the Bible, not being, uh, not having no association with Christians really. I didn't even know I was born again. But I had prayed one night asking God for help and I didn't realize that I'd been born again. I didn't know what born again meant. All I knew was from that day forward, I had an experience and I knew Christ was real. I knew Christ was with me. I, know, I knew Christ had a plan for my life, a purpose. I knew that, that as, as I attempted to try to follow Him, not even knowing how to follow Him, as I made an attempt to be sensitive to God, He began to direct me. And I could sense when He was displeased, I could sense that when he, when I knew without a doubt I was going the right direction, when something in my life I'd run out of work, 
and I wouldn't have a job, I realized that all I had to do was look around and God would lead me to where I needed to be. And sure enough, he would lead me to, uh, I eventually one year in 1973, late 73 or late summer, uh, I ended up getting a commercial driver's license and I used to drive a semi uh, to carry grain, grain, uh, wheat from Colorado to Kansas, Nebraska, bring back corn for the feedlots in northern Colorado. But God always directed me. For two and a half years, the Holy Spirit was very real to me. And during that time, I know, studying, going back and studying what happened between 1960 and 1976, I began to put things together. I didn't understand a, a term that is used today, a move of God. What is a move of God? I can mention a move of God to you, and you there will be many, many different thoughts of what that means. I began to read church history, and I would see how God would move in, in the 1300, in 300 A.D., 500 A.D., uh, in 1500 A.D., in 1700 A.D., in 1750. The Holy Spirit was moving forward with a plan, building His kingdom, moving His kingdom and the reality of His kingdom throughout the world through the Greek churches, the Catholic churches, Lutheran churches, through uh, evangelical churches, eventually, through the Pentecostal churches, through, uh, more recently, in the last 40, 50 years, through Messianic churches. Messianic churches really came into power and into existence, in a sense, between 1960 and 1976. Without that move of the baby boom generation, people like Zola Lovett, old men like this, older brothers that have gone on to be with the Lord. A great love of Israel began to return to evangelical churches in this country. It was there to some great degree in the 50s and the 40s and 30s, but it really took root in the early 60s and 70s. It really beca became powerful, the love for Israel, because people in the baby boom generation realized that Israel becoming a nation once again was a very powerful prophecy in the Bible. It had come to pass. They better pay attention to it. All of God's children better pay attention to it, which most didn't, and the significance of it. Many believed we're in the last generation. The last generation has begun. That is absolutely true. This is the final generation, and it means it means a generation of, of fathers and young men and children. So it's talking about not just one 20-year period of a group of people for over a 20-year period, 16-year period. No, over a group of three groups of people, elderly, young people, and 
children. The final generation would include probably three, actual three generations, but it's referred to as a final generation beginning with Israel becoming a nation. Seventy years. Now we're almost in the 72nd year. It will be now everything is ready for Christ to complete His plan for the final decade, roughly. And in that plan, there are things that will happen that must happen. They cannot be stopped. A economic or a, a, a currency that without taking a number you cannot buy and sell. This will happen at the end of that generation. At the end of the generation as the baby boom generation people are into their 70s and 80s it will be at that time when they're in that age group, at late in life, then there will be a way to have a system where you cannot buy and sell without a number or a mark. There will be a way in which people will be able to be forced to worship an image. There will be people who will receive a mark and those that receive a mark end up at Armageddon. Without the number of the name, without this prophecy being fulfilled, when the baby boom generation who were children in the late 40s, up to about 1963, when they are late in their years, when their hair is gray, when they are close to the grave, then all these major prophecies will occur and then the end will come. At the end of that time, when these people are in their 70s and 80s, the war between Russia and Israel will take place. All these prophecies that are going to take place at the end before the baby boom generation children die off because of old age or go be with the Lord. All the prophecies must be finished. All of them. This is the importance of the baby boom generation. Now the baby boom generation, the great blessing and the move of God begins with John Kennedy. President John Kennedy. It begins. It's a spiritual thing. God used this man as, again, a Catholic to start something in America. That would be the Jesus movement of the 60s and 70s. And during that 16-year period of time, and I'll tell you why I say 16 years, God would begin to teach this generation of young people his spirit, his Bible, how to have real worship, real worship, not what we have today, not this imitation. This is all uh, 
fake, weak, offensive worship to God that we have today. I'm telling you, most of it is offensive to God. It is strange fire. It does not please Him. He is not worshipped. Man is worshipped. Uh, the people that write these little songs and the big ministries that have the performers, this is offensive to God. This is not true worship. But in the 60s and 70s, these young people that had the Holy Spirit upon them, they changed the world at that time. They changed the direction of America. They affected the culture. They affected media. They affected television, the, the Hollywood. They affected the all the arts, culture, everything. Jesus affected, Christ affected the whole culture. And the Jewish people also, the families of these young Jewish people that met the Lord, the parents cut them off, abandoned them. They could no longer be part of the family. But eventually, these young people, because of their faithfulness, their parents began to get saved too and meet Christ, meet their Messiah. In 1976, with the election of Jimmy Carter, that ended that move that God had initiated with the baby boom generation children. It's significant for you to understand that John F. Kennedy and Jimmy Carter were brothers, half-brothers. This is a fact. This is not, this is true history. There is a significance, a spiritual significance, that if you can see what I'm saying, you will understand that one brother brings the Holy Spirit in, another brother ends the move of the Holy Spirit upon 16 years of baby boom generation children. One starts the move of God, the other ends the move of God. Both coming from the same Father. You can research this. This is the weakness, part of the weakness of the American Christian churches. The children of God, the church, the, the, the people in the churches, their lives are so tied up in heaven they don't see what's happening on the ground. There's a term. They are spiritually minded while the ground beneath them is shaking. We'll be back to finish out the first hour, Rick Rodriguez. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. 
This is Chad Yarmer, pastor from the Altar Church, 1630 North College Ave in Fort Collins. I'd like to invite you to join us this Sunday at 10 a.m. as we worship Jesus. Join us as we journey together to be equipped to fulfill our kingdom purpose through the truth of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. You'll experience authentic worship and a faith-filled message where the Holy Spirit is welcome and everyone is family. Find out more at our webpage, thealtarfc.com. That's thealtarfc.com. Wagner Electric has the generator to meet your needs. Call now for a free estimate, 970-800-3693. We have everything from standalone generators to portable generators in stock. There is also financing available. We also have an outstanding service department that will offer anything from wiring a pole barn to wiring in new smart switches to create a smart home, as well as electrical inspections. Please call us at 970-800-3693 or visit us at our website at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley. Wagner Electric sets the standards. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com Do you need to fix a draft or upgrade your home? Call NextGen Windows and Doors, voted best in Northern Colorado for their superior window and door replacements. Call now for a free in-home evaluation. Mention KHNC and receive a 5% discount. You can reach them at 970-888-6588. Again, that's 970-888-6588. Or go to their website at nexgenwindowsanddoors.com. I began the program with vision. Without a vision, the people perish. If the people have an errant vision, they will perish. If they don't have vision, they will perish. God's plan and desire is that His people have vision, that they know where they sit in time. Before the baby boom generation children completely die off, that they cannot all die off until Christ returns. There will be fathers who were born at that time, and then their children, and then the children's children. Before Christ must return, 
before the baby boom generation, children are before they they do not exist any longer. It begins with Jimmy with John F. Kennedy. And with Jimmy Carter, the baby boom generation, the Jesus, the Jesus people move of America, which changed America, it changed Europe. It was instrumental in bringing Christianity back to Russia. Before we changed what happened in Africa and in South America, the baby boom generation children, God gave them experience gave them reality, gave them an objective, a purpose, a plan, an insight into his future, into what he wanted, and they were scattered through the nations. The baby boom generation children started ministries in Africa, Europe, South America, England, Canada. Yes, there were already things happening through the nations, but not they were not affected like the 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 effect of the baby boom generation children and the effect that they had on the world after during that time was monumental this is the importance of christians understanding his history not just ancient history but present history before this generation dies off, Christ will be back. Because this is the generation, the final generation. And all of the things that apply and pertain involved with this generation are taking place presently. The final wars at the end of the world, at the end of the time, as these generation, this generation of Christians gets old, they will have wars at the time of their old age. And we are there. We'll be back in the second hour. Podcast 1360 KHNC.com. Rick Rodriguez. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals, all their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. A man who reportedly set himself on fire near the U.S. Supreme Court building in Washington Friday evening is identified as a Colorado man. The Metropolitan Police Department identify him as 54-year-old Wynn Bruce of Boulder. Metropolitan Police Public Affairs Specialist Brianna Birch says Bruce was airlifted to a hospital Friday night and died Saturday morning. Birch says Supreme Court police are continuing to investigate the man's motive she says Bruce was observed sitting on a bench just after 6 o'clock Friday evening, and a short time after that, she says Supreme Court officers saw the man engulfed in flames. That big drug-fighting bill we told you about last week that largely focused on the synthetic opioid fentanyl 
passed a preliminary vote in the State House last week after more than four hours of additional debate. Amendments that would fund diversion programs and investigations into fentanyl overdose deaths passed. Several more, including proposals for a zero-tolerance approach to possession, failed. The bill now concentrates mostly on compound fentanyl, where it's mixed with other drugs. The current version would make it a felony to possess one or more grams of compound fentanyl. A final vote's on tap in the coming week to send the bill over to the Senate. I'm Jim Williams. Repairing and restoring one of Colorado Springs' top landmarks, the Air Force Academy Chapel, now expected to take a lot longer and cost a lot more. The chapel was supposed to be ready to reopen next year. That's now been pushed back at least four years to 2027. And it's also going to cost an additional $60 million. Much of that money going to clear out massive amounts of asbestos, which was found during inspections that were part of the chapel's renovation. Total cost of reworking the chapel is now expected to top some $200 million. I'm Ted Werbin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Called the Glass Doctor of Greeley. Foggy window panes, cracked or chipped windshields, glass shower installations. We do it, we do it good. Heavy equipment glass, home, business, or auto glass repair or replace. We do it real good. Called Glass Doctor of Greeley. Do it, do it good. Stupid robot! That cracks you up. Call the Glass Doctor of Greeley. 970-616-3100. That's 970-616-3100. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, 
Use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. Welcome to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Sundays, 9 to noon, Mountain Time. And during the week, I host the Present Truth Program here on 1360 from 2 to 3. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. In the first hour, I began with Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Without a vision, the people perish. Without a vision, God's children will become apostate. God's children will drift away intentionally from the God who gives them eternal life. They will become religious in a very negative way. They will drift away from reality. Without a vision, they will follow men who err in their vision. Without a true vision, God's children will become handicapped, crippled. They will have psychological problems. They'll have no way and no strength. They'll have a way. They'll have no strength to press into the experiences that Christ calls all of us to. Positive experiences and not-so-fun negative experiences. This is the Christian life. God takes His children through the valleys and to the high places, to the peaks. Without a vision, God's children become ineffective. They have no effect. Their ability, their killing, their killing ability is salt. They have no killing ability. They're good just to be used by mankind for the purposes of mankind to build the kingdom of the devil. Without a vision, God's children build that kingdom not knowing what they're doing. Without a vision, they are not light. They have no light. They have no way to dispel darkness for themselves or those around them. This is what happens when God's children have no vision. And when they have a land full of men who have vision only for their own little ministries and their own work, 
but not for the whole picture. They helped these men build their empires. These men, these great empires that we see out there today with many people, with music ministries, in these big assemblies. These men are using the people of God to build their kingdoms and their the the people attending these big churches, these big, I don't even call them churches, these big stadiums full of nonsense. They are spending their time futilely. They're in vanity and they don't know it. They're spending their income to support something that has no eternal value. These big churches are, are being shaken. They're going to continue to be shaken. And the men who have given a vision to the members of their assemblies that is not from God, these people in these assemblies will not be able to weather what is coming. They are building on sand. The storm, the big storm that God said would come at the end of the world, it is not only on the horizon, it is beginning to affect the world. There is a, in Matthew chapter 7, the very final, the final thing that Christ stated to them is giving the example of a builder. One builder digs a foundation and he builds on that foundation. In the book of Luke, it states it just a little differently. He digs a foundation, but he digs it deep. You have to dig deep, deep into Christ to set the foundation of your life. You have to dig deep. You can't have a shallow foundation, spiritually speaking, in what is to, to withstand what is coming. It's impossible. You have to dig deep. You have to get your roots deep in Christ. Because what is coming is going to be the greatest storm on humanity, the greatest hardship ever, greater and harder than what happened at the time of Noah. The whole earth was flooded. This time, the earth is going to be destroyed with fire. He says, build on a foundation. Christ and the teachings of Christ in all in chapter 5, 6, and 7. The teachings of Christ are that foundation. Not the, the uh, methods of these churches. I, I was, my wife and I were in an assembly. It was a great assembly. But eventually, even the vision of that pastor began to fade. What God had told him to do initially, he did. But then after he had built and done what God had asked him to do, he began to change in his vision and took a different direction. The vision became natural. 
His vision wasn't no, was no longer spiritual. What he was building was solid. But then he began, began to use different spiritual materials and he began to build something of the flesh and eventually it would fail. These men in this country, not all of them, the majority have been building with materials that are not going to withstand what is coming. We build, they build with wood, hay, uh, uh, what was it? Gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble. That's what they're building with. They have been building with wood, hay, and stubble since 19, the late 70s. And it's, not go, it's going to burn. Many of them, all that they have built, all the time they have spent, all the labor, these, these men are like the type of Saul in the Old Testament. And Saul in the Old Testament would use the, the uh, resources of the people and the young men for his wars and the women to build his kingdom. But the thing is this, that kingdom was going to be turned over to David, King David, who was really going to build a kingdom that was going to be able to fight and go to war with the surrounding nations. What these men have been building when the battle in this battle that we're in that has already come to the churches, the people in their assemblies don't know how to fight the battle, the spiritual battle that we're in. They have no way. They have no understanding of it. They've not, they haven't been trained in the, to recognize the occult, to recognize the power of the occult, to recognize the enemy against the church, the real true enemies. And they don't know really, um, they don't really know Christ either. They know something of Christ, but they really don't know Christ and the real plan for their lives. No, they have taken the vision of these men of the land, and that vision is, is error, is going to error, is, is erred. That vision is no good. There's not going to be any fruit. So the Lord tells him, build on a foundation because the wind, the rain, and the floods are coming. They're going to come against everyone listening. The floods are coming against these assemblies and the men that have been building and teaching their members, building with wood, hay, and stubble. And the winds that are coming and the rains and the floods this is a type of the satanic world. Spiritual forces, demonic forces, and mankind that is going to come against the churches of God. Not just the spiritual forces from the other side, but also mankind. The floods are equating to mankind who is far from God, who will fight God, who will be used by the kingdom of darkness to destroy 
God's children. The rains, the floods, the winds, the winds are the spirits in the air. The rains are more tangible. They're the demons. Many Christians don't realize they're controlled by demons that actually control them from within. The matter of alcoholism within the Christian family. The alcoholism is a spirit. It's not outwardly forcing you to do something. It's within controlling you through your flesh. That spirit's got to be broken. Any addiction is a spirit. <clears throat> this is what I'm saying. Many people won't understand what I'm saying, nor will they believe it. Well, Christians can't have spirits. They can, and they do. And once they're delivered, why do you think within the Christian churches, people go to men to be delivered from problems, addictions? I knew a woman, and good person. She was very holy. She was real uh, careful. She was loved the Lord. I hate to put it that way. It's too too religious. She really did was following the Lord, and she met a man who I knew, and this guy was very cunning, and eventually he entices her, and they end up in a relationship sexually. Well, then after he'd got what he'd wanted. He pretty much abandoned her. And she, I, w I would, uh, she was part of the ministry, part of my ministry. Well, she wasn't part of my ministry, but I knew her through ministry. And I would call her from time to time. And I just had a sense to call her one day. And I don't know, I just thought, I need to call her. She's, something's going on. So I called her, and she said hello, and we visited like, you know, <clears throat> just said, hi, how are you doing? What's going on? I haven't seen you in a while. I apologize. I meant to be in touch with you, but I get busy. And I asked her, I said, I won't use her name. I'll call her Martha. I said, Martha, uh, something's going on with you. What's The Holy Spirit is telling me there's something going on with you and she began to cry. And then she told me what had happened with this friend who, who, who was a pastor, one of my pastors at one time, and she tells me about what happened, how she got involved, and then he dumps her, and he leaves the state. And she said, but the problem is, she said, I, I, I sense him, I still feel him, I I'm going to be a little graphic here. She said, I can smell him. I can taste him. I just, I just, I can't be free of him. I don't have anything to do with him. I don't talk to him, but I, I'm, I'm something. I cannot get him out of my life. I can't, I just, every, everything. She literally said, I can taste him. I can smell him. And 
I knew what happened. I said, well, tell you what. I have a, give you three options. I can pray for you, cast the spirit out, because you've got a spirit. She goes, I can't get away from it. I said, so you, you agree that uh, there's something there invisible that haunts you? She goes, oh, absolutely. I can't get away from this thing. It's there. It's real. I said, well, the option number one, <clears throat> which might be a little difficult for you because we know each other, I can pray for you and cast it out. Or I have a friend, a mutual friend. You know him. You were part of his assembly. We can, I can give him a call. We can go to him. She goes, well, I prefer not to go to him because I kind of have a problem. I said, okay. I said, I have a neutral friend, and we can go up to visit him. I can give him a call, arrange a time when we can go up. And uh, he's up in Fort Collins. She said, yes, let's do that. I said, he's a black brother. If you have any prejudices, it might be a problem. She goes, I don't have any prejudices. I said, okay, I'm going to schedule. I called the friend, the brother, the pastor. And he said, I have a deliverance on Sunday. Bring her up. So we went up, and uh, my wife and I, we want to be sensitive. We didn't want to. We didn't want to be nosy. So we were sat in the back and prayed. She went up. She visited with the pastor. He began to pray for her, and in about ten minutes, they were finished with prayer, and she, her face was lit up. You could just tell she was free. And she came back, and I, we said, uh, she said, I, I'm, I'm free. I'm free. It's gone. Whatever it was is gone. She, I don't understand it. But I feel free. I feel clean inside. And uh, we went out and had lunch. And that's the last time I ever saw her. She went on into her world. I talked to her one more time. Then she tells me she had been working with the ministry down in Denver, and eventually she meets a young man. They fall in love. She gets married, and she is free and married, and she's gone on with the Lord. Christians can have problems like that, and they need to be free from them. <clears throat> The winds, the rains, and the floods are coming. Before the baby boom generation children are gone, Armageddon will be done. Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, Russia, the Russian war will be over, seven plus years ahead of that. The war in which Israel will fight, which they're already right now, with things that are happening in Israel, with the terrorist groups, once again, they're antagonizing. Once again, they are pushing, they are pressing, they're antagonizing Israel. This time is not going to be like it was two years ago. This time Israel is going to go in, and the United States, the EU, the United Nations, no council internationally there's not going to be a group of anybody that is going to keep israel
from taking out all of the terrorist enemies surrounding her as a nation. Up to this point, NATO, the EU, the United States, the Arab nations have all interfered with Israel fulfilling prophecies that must take place. This would be in Proverbs, I'm sorry, Psalm 83, Isaiah, Jeremiah, some in Ezekiel, with some of the other prophets, Daniel. America is not going to interfere any longer. A a group of nations, a group of NATO nations, or European nations, no one is going to interfere with Israel any longer. Israel is given orders by her God to go to war and be victorious over the terrorist groups in the Gaza Strip, in the Jordan, in the land, in the nation of Jordan, in Damascus, in Syria, in Lebanon. These are the initial wars. And the United States is not going to stop at this time. No president is going to stop Israel from being victorious in the wars that she must fight. She's going to fight them right now. Already, a little match is beginning to light a fire. Israel is not going to be stopped. She's going to be victorious. Before the end of the world, before the baby boom generation, children die off. I'm one of them. Before I'm dead, Christ, well, I might die ahead of time, but in this generation, Christ will finish all of the prophecies for our time, for Israel, for the churches of God. The rapture will take place before the baby boom generation children are completely died off. In fact, some of the baby boom generation children will be alive at Christ's return. And some of their children and some of their grandchildren and probably great-great-grandchildren in the baby boom generation, out of that generation, another reason I say this confidently, not arrogantly, biblically speaking, out of the, at the tail end of the baby boom generation, Antichrist was born. The person that we call Antichrist, or the son of perdition, or as the Israeli, Jewish people would understand, the, uh, the abomination of desolation that makes desolate the one who defiles the temple. He was born late at the end of the baby boom generation group. He was a baby boomer. He is alive. Before that generation dies off, Antichrist will be in power, come to power, do what he's supposed to do, and at the end, Christ will take him, and the, and the false prophet is also a baby boom generation individual. The Antichrist and the false prophet, both, 
baby boom generation individuals. The baby boom generation children are now old and gray, but they're still alive. And before that generation is over, all things, all prophecies to Israel, to the church, and to the, the prophecies of the nations will be completed. We're at the end now. We're at the end, and the prophecies now are going to begin. They already have been being fulfilled. Now they're going to be finished. There's going to be no doubt. The men who, in the, in the churches that say that Christ's coming is not near, these men are going to jump and leave their ministries as fast as they can because they're going to be a target of the coming hatred of the occult world. These men, too late, they're going to be gathered up and they're going to suffer not just physical pain, but they're going to, when Christ meets them at the judgment seat, guess what? Their works are going to burn. The wood, hay, and stubble is going to be torched. They're not going to have anything for their rewards. They will be saved in eternity. They will go with Christ into eternity. But they will suffer a lot of shame. You need to know the truth. You need to have the vision. We'll be back to continue in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Hey, this is Mike Ramsey, Ramsey Auto Group, with Steve Pardue. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley is our new address. Phone number is 970-443-5654. We specialize in used trucks and sport utility vehicles, but mainly trucks. We have extended our hours on Saturdays to 10 to 3 and Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 5.30, serving the Greeley community and the surrounding areas, but we are really proud to call Greeley our home. 970-443-5654, 6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. Warning! Warning! The person calling you has the coronavirus. The person calling you is infected with the coronavirus. Do not pick up. The virus is airborne and will travel through the ether wirelessly from phone to phone, thus infecting your phone. Save yourself and others around you. You will die if you answer this call. Do not pick up or you will be infected with the coronavirus. With costs of everything skyrocketing, including the cost of homes, cars, and education, making the need for more life insurance a necessity. Whether you're looking to purchase for the first time or you simply need to add to what you already have, I can help you. I'm Joey Jaquint with Northwestern Mutual, and we offer the best insurance plans in the country. U.S. News and World Reports just ranked us the best insurance company in the United States in 2022. From low-cost term insurance for those just starting out that started on $25 per month to our popular blended insurance that will actually pay you money at the end of the policy. You heard me right an insurance policy that will actually pay you out if you don't use it. Why us? Because Northwestern Mutual is the best. We have plans where if you are just starting out, you can go with one of our low-cost term plans, and as you grow financially, we can switch you into a blended plan five or ten years down the road as well to increase amounts and keep up with inflation. 
To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com. Treat your ears and shake your rear with the Funky Garage Fossil Jostle Saturday nights at 8 p.m. on 1360 KHNC. You'll hear the coolest 60s garage psychedelic surf and 60s and 70s funky grooves. Tune in, turn up, and get down. This song by the California Children Youth Choir in the 70s, this is what I say about true music worship. These were young children, young people, and they put together a song like this under the directorship of a of the <clears throat> man who the man who brought this all together this is true worship this isn't just words and tunes no this is, these are people children out of I believe it was Oakland California that were in a move of God in Oakland in northern California at that time they had the reality and the power of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. And when they were singing, they weren't performing. This was being sung in the Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's not what we have today. I listen to some of this stuff. It makes me, makes me sick. It grieves my spirit. Because it's in the soul. And anything in the soul is concerned is, con, is considered to be strange fire. God will not accept it. He can't. He will take nothing of the soul. It has to be through the spirit that music must be sung. And the men who lead these choir groups today don't have the spirit upon them they don't know what the spirit is they don't know when somebody's in spirit singing in spirit with the power of the spirit or the power of the soul they don't have a clue because they have no experience of what the spirit is you know in america the within the black community in the 50s Many of these young children were in choirs, the black, the black uh, musicians that would come out in the 60s and 70s. They were in choir. They were with their mom and dad 
singing in church. And they had the Spirit of God. They knew the Spirit. And then eventually, the music world began to pick them off and bring them out of the churches into the secular music world. Dion Warwick. I think, uh, I'm trying to think of others. I think Stevie Wonder initially. But they find this talent in the black churches. These men <clears throat> that put together the music industry with the, what came out of Detroit, they went into the churches to find these gifted people. And what they heard was people singing in the Spirit. And it was so powerful. And they would take them, and these kids would leave Christ and have a career. Donna Summers, a Christian. Powerful. Her music, even though secular and out there, still. Because she learned how to sing in the Spirit, she was just powerful. It's sad, tragic. She knew the Lord. She was living in New York City after the World Trade Center bombings, and the Holy Spirit told her, move out of New York. She didn't. Disobedience. She got cancer. In an interview before she died, she said, the Lord had told me to get out of New York. I disobeyed Him. I've got cancer. She died young. Disobedience. You want to get in trouble with the Lord? Be disobedient. Which, I'm giving you vision. I'm not telling you stories. I'm giving you vision. The baby boom generation. If you see the vision that I'm presenting to you, this is the way that God views it. <clears throat> God views it. The baby boom generation was instrumental to the plan of God for our time. It's the beginning of the last generation. King David spoke about it in the Proverbs. There is one generation that seeks the face, that seeks thy face, O God of Jacob. David said, He was not that generation. David was not that generation. The generation of Christ was not that generation. David was looking into the future to our generation, to 2002, 2022. He was looking to 1960. He didn't know John F. Kennedy would start the great move of God with baby boom generation children in America. You didn't know that either. But I'm telling you, God would use a Catholic president to begin his move, his great move with the baby boom generation children and the Jesus movement of the 60s and 70s. I'm giving you vision. I'm telling you what happened. And that great move would end with John F. Kennedy's half-brother, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was not a Baptist Christian. 
Jimmy Carter used that to deceive the Christian people to vote for him. And immediately upon taking the presidency, he makes sure that every Christian in his cabinet is removed, in his administration is removed. Every Christian. Oh, but the Christians, Jimmy Carter is a Christian, Jimmy Carter is a Christian, Ronald Reagan is a Christian. No. The churches of God are used by the secular world just like the black gospel singers in the 50s and 60s were used by the music industry so that certain men and labels could be record labels. These companies could become wealthy. Taking the abilities of the Christians to build the empire of the world. The devil's kingdom. Without a vision... You are destined to hardship without a vision. If you have the wrong vision, I promise you, your future is going to be miserable. Number one, vision brings the fear of God to your heart. Without a vision, there's no fear in the heart toward the eternal God. Vision brings fear to you. I'm telling you. We're closing out this generation. The winds, the rains, the floods are coming. The children of the world that serve the devil are coming. They're here. They're going to round you up. And they're not going to put you in prison. They're going to end your lives. The spiritual forces are coming at you. The wind, the the rains, the demons are coming to get you caught in sex sins and to put you in bondage. So you're, a, you're in bondage to cigarettes. I'm just giving you the simple, simple bondages to cigarettes, to alcohol, to drugs, to sex sins. I'm not talking about hatred in your heart toward other people, unforgiveness in your heart to everybody, which will bring sickness upon you, Christians that are caught in pornography. That's a big one. That's a big one. Christians who are fought, who are, are in child molesting. Christians who get caught with that spirit with children. That's a big one. There's no, almost no deliverance from that one. It's very difficult to be delivered once you get that spirit. Christ made a comment. He talked about whose worm goes deep. He's talking about, I'm trying to remember the verses. All I can remember is what it says about whose worm goes deep. What's Christ talking about? talking about a spirit these spirits that are perverted they're, they're spirits of perversion having to do with sex with children with sacrifice with murder these spirits go very deep you know with these people that are habitual sexual offenders that are uh, serial killers the psychiatric world, 
the men who are the top people that understand the psychology of these type of people, their comment is their their uh, final the final word on these type of people that do this stuff. They cannot be rehabilitated. It is impossible to rehabilitate them. For some reason, you can lock them behind, you, you can put them behind bars for 20 years. But if you let them out, they will go back to what they have done. They cannot be rehabilitated. It is a worm, a spiritual condition likened to a worm that you cannot get out of the soul. And you have millions of these type of people in society that have not been captured. With, with uh, the famous, uh, what was his name, that killed all the girls. Oh, what is his name? He could not be rehabilitated. Ted Bundy. There was no rehabilitation for that man. The worm was too deep. Hopefully he did meet the Lord at the end of his life. I forgot the pastor that was working with him. He may have met the Lord. Even though he meets the Lord, that worm is too deep. I know Christians. Christians, they, they know God. They love God. They want to be free from their addiction of alcoholism. But they cannot be set free. Even with people praying for them, casting out the spirits. It's a condition of the flesh. The spirits won't come out. Because the person really doesn't want to be delivered. What is coming to this world, if the vision that you have, and I'm telling you, vision is where it begins. Without vision, you did not receive Christ for those who did receive Christ. You had a revelation. And you knew one day how real Jesus Christ was. And you had a revelation. You had a vision. You had your eyes opened. Vision meaning your eyes are open, clear. And you were able to see something in another world, someone who is real. And upon that revelation, upon seeing and having your eyes opened and your heart being opened, you receive Christ. It all begins with vision. Vision is vital to a healthy Christian life. Without vision, you're not going to fear God. Without vision, you're going to be reckless with your Christian life. <clears throat> Without vision, uh, you, have, you have no restraints, constraints, boundaries. You're going to do what you want to do. There's a man by the name of Lester Summerall. This man was a man who had integrity I studied him. I've, I've listened to him. I've, been, I've seen him in person. I 
know what he did setting up the, the vision that God gave him to start the same ministries and to put his transmitter, his uh, towers south of Denver. God gave him the vision. God gave him something that he was to accomplish. He accomplished it. Did his son take it over and, and continue? No. The father is the one that had the vision. No one, in a sense, can take another man's vision <clears throat> and complete that vision. Every person has their own vision. Something that God gives them to do. But they can take Lester Summerall's vision and who he was as an individual and by studying him it will help people in their vision to make sure they're accurate in what they're seeing what God is telling them every person in his vision is for an area for a purpose that only that person a work that only that person can do God doesn't give vision to one person to do the whole work all through time. Paul had a vision, and he did what he was to do during the time he was alive. And that vision has gone into the future because it was written down. It has changed societies. But Lester Summerall, he knew what God had called him to do. And he did and accomplished what he was supposed to do, and that brought great blessing to the body of Christ. I have a vision. But the vision is, my vision, is to warn God's children we're at the end of the world. That's my ministry. My ministry, with my ministry, I have a work. And I know what that work is. Because I know what God called me to do with my work. At one time, early in my ministry, when I began, I assisted people, I assisted pastors. I did what I could do to help them in what God had told them to do. I never was allowed to become part of their churches. I worked with them. And then when I assisted them to the point where I had completed my task, I would leave. My wife and I would leave. My ministry is a prophetic ministry. I'm to warn people. Like I'm warning this audience today. Without a vision, you're going to perish. If you don't have a vision, you're going to perish. If you have the wrong vision from somebody that has a wrong vision, an errant vision, you're going to perish. What you're going to build is not going to be on solid ground. It's going to be built on sand. You're going to suffer because of it. I'm giving you an understanding of what God's Word says and the experience that will happen if you don't obey what He says. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey folks, The Rev here. When the economy collapses, so will society. 
Martial law will rule, but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003. This is Chad Yarmer, pastor from the Altar Church, 1630 North College Ave in Fort Collins. I'd like to invite you to join us this Sunday at 10 a.m. as we worship Jesus. Join us as we journey together to be equipped to fulfill our kingdom purpose through the truth of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. You'll experience authentic worship and a faith-filled message where the Holy Spirit is welcome and everyone is family. Find out more at our webpage, thealtarfc.com. That's thealtarfc.com. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. The P.E. Gun Show, May 28th and 29th, is located at 1840 Greeley Mall, Greeley, Colorado. This show features two firearm drawings sponsored by Elijah Hatch, running for Weld County Commissioner at Large. With CCW classes, food all weekend, and thousands of fellow patriots, it's a great way to spend the day. For info, see P.E.Shows.com. That's P.E.Shows.com. See you at this show. Hey man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. Okay, we're at the end of the second hour. I apologize, I only get three hours every Sunday. And that's just 150 hours a, a, a year, roughly. But uh, I could go another hour or two because vision, without it, you're going to perish. You're going to be out of control. You're going to hit a wall. 
you're going to run from God. You're not going to fear Him. There's disaster in your future. Without a vision, there will be disaster. If you have the wrong vision of pastors that are building little empires, there's going to be disaster. What you're building is not going to stand the test of fire. You're not building on a foundation on a rock. The teachings of Christ in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are a foundation. And you have to build on that. And then when the winds, the rains, the floods come, you're not going to be affected. It's going to be difficult. But what you're doing is going to stand. The demons are not going to affect it. You're not going to be controlled by by the flesh with demons living inside of you. You're not going to be uh, affected and destroyed by the spirits in the air. The winds. The rains will get you one way, the wind will get you another way, and then the floods. Mankind, humanity that hates God, they will come to persecute you, will come to... uh, uh, you become a, a to kill you. Dig deep. Make sure you hit rock bottom. Make sure that these teachings of Christ are deep in your heart. And then what is coming is not going to affect you. It's going to be difficult, but it's not going to affect you. You're going to continue in the race. You're not going to fall off. Vision. I have to continue with vision in the next hour. Podcasts for this program are 1360khnc.com to the podcast section, Olive Tree Ministry. Then Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3 for the present truth. There are also these programs on during the week are also on podcast. The present truth. Peter talked about in the in the, in Peter uh, about a present truth. That's where I got the title for the present re- truth program. What is the present truth? I'm explaining to you, presenting to you the present truth. Antichrist is a baby boom generation child. So is the false prophet. So was Hillary Clinton. So was Donald Trump. Baby boom generation people, vital for this time. We'll be back in hour three in just a few minutes. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now, buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain Network News, I'm Ted Werbin. COVID-19 cases rising slightly across Colorado. Lawmakers introducing bills to prepare for future health emergencies. Governor Polis joining lawmakers and medical experts at the Capitol last week. 
talking about hospitalization struggles in the early days of the pandemic and introducing new bills focused on making sure medical facilities have enough supplies. Another measure will make sure there are plans in place to deal with patient surges like those that came along at the start of COVID in case it flares back up stronger or another virus slams the state down the road. The average number of positive COVID tests in Colorado each day has passed the 5% threshold for the first time in a couple of months, 5.1% of tests coming back positive in the past week. Public health experts consider the virus under control when that average is under 5%. Repairing and restoring one of Colorado Springs' top landmarks, the Air Force Academy Chapel, is now expected to take a lot longer and cost a lot more. The chapel was supposed to be ready to reopen next year, but now that's been pushed back at least four years to 2027. It'll also cost an additional $60 million. Much of that money will go to clearing out massive amounts of asbestos found during inspections that were part of the renovation. Total cost of reworking the chapel now expected to top $200 million. I'm Jim Williams. Dennis Gallagher, longtime Democratic political figure from northwest Denver, who authored the Gallagher Amendment, and who was a proud champion of his Irish heritage, died Friday night at his home. Denver native Gallagher, known as a kind-hearted and persuasive man whose longtime involvement in politics, his local community, Colorado's Irish community, and the Catholic Church established an impressive legacy. Gallagher was 82. I'm Ted Werbin. Summer is around the corner. Take time to refresh in Wyoming's Carbon County. Drive up and soak in the mineral hot springs. Visit one of their many museums. Take a scenic hike, horseback ride, or bike ride. Enjoy an array of lounging, dining, and entertainment options. All the fun set against the West's favorite backdrop. Plan your trip at wyomingcarboncounty.com. That's wyomingcarboncounty.com. Get your West on. If you want to pay off debt faster, look no further than American Financing. Because at American Financing, their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you, creating a custom loan that achieves your goals. You could end up saving hundreds a month, plus tens of thousands long-term. No pressure and no upfront or hidden fees. Call 303-695-7000 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hey, my name's Jariah with Performance Restoration Dent Repair. We're a family-run business located in downtown Longmont. We specialize in hail repair, door dings, creases, large dent repair, and ceramic coatings. If you're interested, give us a call at 303-726-3628 or schedule online at prdents.com. Again, call us at 303-726-3628 or schedule online at prdents.com. Wagner Electric has the generator to meet your needs. Call now for a free estimate, 970-800-3693. We have everything from standalone generators to portable generators in stock. There is also financing available. We also have an outstanding service department that will offer anything from wiring a pole barn to wiring in new smart switches to create a smart home, as well as electrical inspections. Please call us at 970-800-3693 or visit us at our website at wagnerelectricco.com. 
We are located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley. Wagner Electric sets the standards. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial locations. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. Welcome to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Founded the Olive Tree Ministry in 2001. Three hours Monday on, on, on Sunday from 9 to noon. This is the final hour. And the podcasts archived on 1360khnc.com. And through the week, I have the present truth. I finished out the last hour mentioning that Peter talked about a present truth. How we are to know the present truth. At that time, there was a present truth for that time. The present truth for that time was Messiah had come, fulfilled the prophecies, and he had left his churches, his children, Every spiritual ability with all of the redemption, with atonement, Christ came and gave in a complete way everything to the believers that were necessary for their present and for the future. That was the present truth. The present truth today is that the vision that the men of this country, many of the men, have given the assemblies is errant vision. Christ is not coming back, not in this generation, in the future, that uh, there's going to be a rapture. All of God's children will be kept from any type of hardship or persecution. Erring, erring, errant vision. The prophets of Israel in the Old Testament, whenever danger was coming, they had a shofar. And the watchmen would blow the shofar to warn the children of God what was coming. Today, the reality of the type of the shofar, it's just a type People like to use the shofar to start a meeting, stuff like this. The reality of the shofar are the prophets of the time. There are prophets, true prophets, throughout this nation, throughout the world. They are the shofar. 
they are not the type of a shofar. They are the shofar. The true prophets of God are the shofar of God. They are the ones that are speaking and presenting to God's children that something is coming upon the world we cannot ignore. Something is going to happen in our time that we cannot prevent. We cannot keep from happening. <coughs> We're at the end of the world. We are going to close out the world. King David said, There would be a generation that seeks the face, that seeks thy face, O God of Jacob. That generation means the generation starting after World War II in America with the baby boom generation children and right after World War II three years later the nation of Israel becomes comes back into existence. Israel once again returns and becomes a nation. So the two are tied in together. And then in America in 1960, with the election of John Kennedy, the move of God, a move begins in America with baby boom generation children, which are Jewish, Hebrew, and Gentile. God takes the two peoples that he loves, the Hebrew people and the Gentile people. He loves all of mankind. And they begin to be born again. The Spirit of God falls upon them. They begin to do incredible things. Preaching the gospel. Involved in music. True music. Remember, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, he died in a plane crash with a group of people. Oh, what is his name? Many, many of these very... Keith Green... Was Keith Green someone who sang in the soul? Did he sing in the flesh? Did you ever hear his music? He comes out of the basically the baby boom generation movement. And this man takes Christian music to a very wonderful level. I hate to say Amy Grant too. i sorry to hear what happened to Amy Grant. And uh, Petra. Groups like this. Beginning, continuing in the spirit. We, if we begin in the spirit, are we going to be perfected in the flesh? No. We have to continue in the spirit. This is what happened in that time. 16 year period of time. I've stated this in the previous two hours. It begins with a Catholic president. John F. Kennedy. That move of God began, sweeps through America in power under the anointing of the Holy Spirit with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Many of those people were the Spirit of God came upon them. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Water baptism was a great part of that. The study of the Word, prophecy, it was complete. It was a complete, everything like a complete meal. Everything was there. The finest that God could offer 
the children at that time. He offered them the experience of His Holy Spirit in reality and in power. And it ends in 1976 with the election of Jimmy Carter, the half-brother of John F. Kennedy. It's funny how a lineage can begin something spiritual and another brother end something spiritual, begin something else. Jimmy Carter, the great apostasy in America begins with Jimmy Carter. The great move of God in America for 16 years begins with his half-brother, John Kennedy. And then the half-brother begins the great apostasy that now has taken the churches in America to a in in a taken us to a to a great deception the apostasy that began with the election of Jimmy Carter and now that apostasy is so great in America that the churches are basically a non-factor they're a joke they're a they're not an army. But in this nation, in this baby boom generation, and the baby boom generation means all the people born after 1945. That includes our children, those that were born then, that were born right after World War II, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, that generation, that whole group of father, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, that generation is full of three generations within a generation. But David talks about it as a generation, meaning a generation initially, their children, secondly, their children, children, thirdly, and their children's children's children, fourthly, that whole complete group of people born after 45 is the generation Christ talks about, or, or that David talked about. And he said it would see that in that generation there would be those who would seek the face of the God of Jacob, meaning. The God that Jacob served, the God that kept Jacob and blessed him, and a man who brought in twelve children, which would become Israel, the nation. That Jacob and his God who promised, made promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and kept those promises to them that that lineage would become like the sand of the sea, like the stars of heaven. And out of that gener- out of that family, Messiah would come. And out of that family, Messiah would come and Messiah would fulfill prophecies about him he would bring in a new family apart from the different from the seed of Jacob he would bring in a new family that didn't know him 
the Gentile people. And the seed of Jacob and the new family of Gentiles, eventually they too, all the two of them, would become members and believers into Messiah. And the two together would be a testimony through the generations. But especially at the end of the world in the final generation. In the final generation, God's mystery with these two people would begin to be complete. The Jewish believers, the Hebrew believers, and the Gentile believers. And in the baby, in the baby boom generation, a great move to support Israel by the churches. And it was really the baby boom generation children that began to take that miracle and bring it into the world. And out of it comes the Messianic movement. From the West Coast all the way to the East Coast, border to border, and internationally. And people that were Hebrew would take Messiah back to Israel. And they're there. They're forbidden to preach the gospel to the Jewish people. And they've, they're kind of under a deception. Paul didn't care about the persecution. He was told to preach the gospel to Jew and Gentile. But many of the Messianics have forgotten how to preach the gospel. It's not a strength with the Messianic movement. It is support Israel and support the Jewish people, but don't preach to them. Don't ask them to meet their Messiah. It's kind of a, in the Messianic churches, it is a, it is a, uh, one of the, oh, what do you, how would I phrase it? Something that's lacking. They don't really preach the gospel that much. They're not centered on evangelism. They're centered on maintaining position and teaching Torah and commandments and supporting Israel, supporting the Jewish people. But Paul said he must preach to Jew first and to Gentile. And in Israel, many of the Messianics will go to Israel but Israel has laws. You cannot preach the gospel. Well, I say those laws of man need to be, those, the power of those laws need to be broken. They need to preach to the Jew first. Let God decide who's going to come into his kingdom and be born again. Let God decide. Don't let man decide. If the Lord Jesus says, preach the gospel, we preach the gospel. The Messianic movement needs to have a baptism of the Holy Spirit to begin to preach the gospel to the Jewish people, not just support Israel. I don't like to get too much into the, Jew, into the Messianic movement. I had been part of, affiliated with, know many people in that movement. And I have a very good friend who is a rabbi who, as a Christian, he eventually 
becomes a rabbi. They believe in, they don't believe that the Holy Spirit is God. A lot of false doctrine, a lot of false teaching in mainline, mainline Christianity, mainstream, evangelical, and it is also in the Messianic movement. It's within the Pentecostal movement, as well as with Catholicism and with the Lutherans and Greek churches and the old churches in the, the old churches that are still in the Middle East, which would be the churches in Ephesus. <clears throat> they might be under the umbrella as Orthodox churches, but really these people are fighting for the accuracy of the scripture. These Ephesians, they wanted accuracy. These Ephesians, they wanted to find out who were true apostles, who weren't. They haven't, they're still there, they still exist. Vision. Without a vision, God's children, they are driving in the dark. The prophets of Israel, number one, they knew there was one God. Just one. There were many powers. Satan is a power. But you could say because of that authority and power that he has, he can be likened to a God. As God, likened to God in a sense. But he is not God. There's only one God. But then you have all of these powers. In David talks about it in, I believe it was Psalm 82. God calls all the Elohim into a conference. But it doesn't, an Elohim, you'd say God, could mean God in a sense. But no, the God was calling all these lesser gods into a conference. The powerful God with lesser spirits that had power like gods but they were not God the prophets knew God as God Christ, Messiah or, or uh, Elohim as God also they knew that the prophets were aware that God was a God who would put sanctions on His people. In other words, punishments. Negative and positive sanctions. <clears throat> if they were obedient, they'd get rain on their land, no invaders, no foreigners coming in, to open borders their crops would be would grow sanctions if they were following God would be positive but the prophets warned the children of God that if you violate the commandments if you violate the teachings of Moses there will be negative sanctions there will be death plagues there will be invasion by foreigners not just invading your country, but 
if if your sins were severe, you would be taken away to other nations and be captive. You'll serve other nations. You'll be in the land of the lands of idolatry. Apart from your own idolatry within your own nation, you'll go into greater apostasy, greater hardship. So there were positive, negative sanctions. The prophets also knew, and still to this day, the true prophets would know and understand that Israel is that land, is the homeland of the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of the sons of Jacob. Fact. It was given to them through covenant, through promise. It still belongs to them. That is their land. And uh, that God is sovereign. The prophets know God is sovereign. We didn't get a choice to be born in this generation. Many who are believers, you were ordained to eternal life from the foundation of the world. There are some that have been ordained to eternal destruction. Judas Iscariot. Christians, you don't like to hear that. People don't like to hear that. But through free will, Judas Iscariot made the decisions to deny the opportunities that Christ gave him seven times. Christ tried to, actually, seven times Christ preached the gospel, in a sense, to Judas. The last night, the night of the Passover. And Judas, to own his own will, refused every opportunity to repent. And Christ said it would have been better that he had not been born. But he was ordained to betray Christ, and he did. Man has free will. God will give opportunity upon opportunity upon opportunity to every wicked person to turn, to change, to repent. But they have free will. If they decide they don't want to, they have free will. But God gives them an opportunity. But there are those vessels. He's the potter. Some vessels are made to be for glory. Other vessels are made to be destroyed. There is a war between two kingdoms. And there are people who want to serve that other kingdom. They don't want to have anything to do with God, His Christ, and His plan. They have free will. Cain and Abel, they had free will. Abel chose to go one way. Cain chose to go another way. Cain was offended with his brother Abel because Abel's sacrifices were acceptable to God. Cain's weren't. Even though Cain knew what would be acceptable to God, still, he wanted his own works to be acceptable, and God said no. So Cain kills Abel. And bloodshed begins from that point forward. But even then, God gave, was gracious to Cain and protected him from those that would come to kill him. The vision of our time. Vision is important. 
I say, and I, 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 this is, again, going back to what I said in the second hour. God has called me in ministry. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not here to build a church. God never gave me that. Uh, I've not been counseled that way. I'm a ministry. I minister. I look at the condition of the churches in this country, all of them, and I present that to the audience that God has given me, that He's given me the, uh, an access to through radio. I present to this audience the insights that I see through the Scripture and through what is evident in our time. Antichrist is alive. False prophet is alive. The two of them are already and have been working together. They're waiting for their time when they'll be allowed to come into their positions. The coming war that Israel is going to have to be victorious over her enemies. And the scripture says that America, the EU, NATO, Arab nations, the UN, is not going to, God is not going to allow them to interfere with Israel's wars. Israel must fight her wars. God will be with her. God will shake the nations when they see what Israel, how God is going to use Israel. So we're going to have 30, 30 more minutes. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez, podcast 1360khnc.com. Hey. Hey. Yes, you. Yes, you. Be sure to listen to Fake in the Truth, where Jason and Brian will bring you social media level fakeness Monday through Thursdays at 3 p.m. right here on KHNC 1360 AM and 1360KHNC.com. How would you like some free advertising? Free! 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 free, free. Call 970-587-5003. We will put your small business or local company on the half-empty cup of joe for the small business section of the show. Call 970-587-5003 and we'll get your business some free advertising today. Does this corrupt monetary system give you a whack to the head or a poke in the eye? Call Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. That's 800-951-0592. Don't be a stooge. Buy gold and silver today. January 22nd saw northern Colorado invaded by thousands of Second Amendment patriots going to the new P.E. Gun Show facility at the Greeley Mall. Gone are the days of the crowded facility and limited products. Patrons shopped hundreds of tables filled with all the items you expect at a premier event show. For future show dates, CCW training or seller reservations, visit PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com for more info. The new 90,000 square foot 
premier events expo center located at Greeley Mall off Highway 34 is a perfect indoor space to plan your next event. Weddings, graduations, concerts, or fairs, this space can accommodate. For leasing information, contact peshows.com or call them at 970-663-9101. That's peshows.com, 970-663-9101. Hi, this is Brett King, glass doctor of Greeley, Colorado. 970-616-3100. We take care of all of your home, auto, and business glass needs. Home glass repair, shower doors, mirrors, storefronts, window replacement. Come find us at 6310 West 10th Street in Greeley, Colorado. And uh, don't forget your auto glass and heavy equipment. Again, Brett King, glass doctor of Greeley. 970-616-3100. Learn how public bail bonds policy affects crime and get all of your bail bonds questions answered by tuning in or calling in to Bail Talk Sundays from 1 to 3 right here on the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus Okay, the final 30 minutes of today's program. And uh, again, every every Sunday from 9 to noon, that's Mountain Time, I'll be here for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, and this is a radio church program. I have 156 hours a year if I don't miss any Sundays. So that's 156 hours. And you can't listen to all that in just a few days. So you have to go to the podcasts, 1360khnc.com. During the week for the present truth, every day, Monday through Friday, Thursday, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3. And then contact information. You just have to take time to drop me a note. I thank everybody for your financial support. Thank you. I, uh, Appreciate it, and I appreciate your prayers. I need prayers. I need to be protected, and I thank God for the protection. I can tell when people pray for me, and I thank you very much for that. Pray in the spirit. Don't pray in the soul. So, and the Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502 P.O. Box 872 Longmont, Colorado 80502 Now for those that are concerned about the future be concerned you should be concerned but I will give you wisdom from the scripture this is what for those who really are serious and earnestly desiring God's help and direction. This is what the Lord will promise you. 
This is out of Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. <clears throat> this, these, this is what God wants for His children. Now this is concerning and talking about Israel's Messiah, our Christ. Verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon Him. You need the Spirit of the Lord to rest upon you. And if you seek and ask simply, but in reality, that Lord Jesus, I want your Spirit to rest upon me. In that very simple request, the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon you. It should be a daily request. And even if you don't request it, if your attitude and your heart is right, His Spirit will be upon you. You need the Spirit of God upon your, your heart, your mind, your soul, your emotions. Then, also in verse 2, the Spirit will give Him wisdom. You need wisdom like never, ever, before in your Christian living. We all need wisdom. Let's face it. We need wisdom. And James said that if we ask for wisdom, don't ask, don't be double-minded. You need wisdom. You don't think you need wisdom? You do need wisdom every day because you're making decisions about many things throughout the day. You've got to have wisdom and I don't mean man's wisdom. I mean wisdom from above. You're going to need understanding. The Spirit will give him wisdom and understanding. You need understanding. What is it that God is speaking to you? Lord, I know you're speaking something, but I don't understand. You want me to do this. You want me to do that. But I don't understand. God wants you to know why he's asking you to do something. I... The Lord told me to begin a ministry, not a church, a ministry. And with that, the Lord gave me understanding. I am to minister. I am to assist. I am to, to do what is possible to help God's children, to minister things of God to them, to give insight, to minister insight, to uh, assist, to help to even warn. This church in America is so far from God, it cannot come back. It will not be able to return to Him. So God has a tool that He's going to use to get their attention and then to help them to return. Israel was scattered to the nations. But eventually God was faithful to bring them back to Himself. God can bring you back and His tool to bring you back is called tribulation. You want to stray from the Lord in good times? He'll bring you back in hard times. You're going to need understanding. When things happen to you, and you think, well, is this the devil? 
Well, make sure that you don't blame God for things that the devil is bringing into your life that are going to affect you in a negative way. A lot of times, things happen to people and they blame God. And it's not God. It's an attack of the devil. You need understanding. You need to pray for understanding. Then also counsel. Direction. Counsel. The Holy Spirit will counsel you. If you're buying a vehicle, everything. It, where you want, you're going to have lunch. What you're going to have for lunch. And where you should have lunch. Or... He wants to be involved, and He is and can be involved in every decision you make. It's just that you have to willingly allow Him to counsel you. I just uh, I thought about uh, the direction to go today. And I visited with friends yesterday. I didn't have time to prepare for today. And the Lord told me, don't worry. I, you open your mouth, I will fill it. I will give you direction. I will show you my will. I will, I, I will show you what is important to my people in today's program. What I want them to hear. They need to be warned. I will show you. And on the way to the station, I'm praying. I'm just looking and, and just trying to get a sense which direction to go. The Lord said, my children need vision. They don't have vision. They're out of control. They're not afraid of me. They want to they want to just go through life with no direction. Give them tell them about vision. Tell them that I send my prophets to warn them, to instruct them about what I'm going to do. I didn't have time to prepare yesterday. But again, the Lord just told me, don't worry about it. And I had a good night's sleep. Got up this morning. Had no verses, really. And the Lord just gave me verses. And just like with a few minutes ago, the Lord told me, this is what my people need. They need me. They need my spirit upon them. Go to Isaiah 11. They need my spirit like never before. I want my spirit to rest upon them. I want to give them wisdom. They need wisdom. They're lacking wisdom. They're lacking understanding. They need to know what I'm planning. They need to see their future. Today, tomorrow, next week, they need a counselor. I will counsel them. If they allow me to counsel them, I will counsel them. I will show them, help them make decisions so they don't make wrong decisions. Then he says, and I'm going to give them power. They need power. They're weak. And these spiritual forces around them are powerful. They're intelligent. They never tire. They're always active. My people, they always attack my people. The forces of hell. They're working on them day and night while they're sleeping. The forces of hell are working on your mind, planning strategies for your future, how to destroy you. So my people need power. 
they need power. Because you can't fight an invisible enemy with bullets. You have to fight them spiritually. I've given my people all the tools to fight spiritual battles. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 12. The gift of all the gifts, nine gifts of the Spirit. I've given these gifts to them. They're holy, they're pure, they're powerful. Men, men misuse them. Men use them for uh, selfish reasons, to build ministries, to make money, to be somebody. But no, my gifts are pure. The gift of tongues is pure. The gift of knowledge and wisdom, these gifts are from me, for my people. I gave them to my people because they need them. And you have men who don't feel they're important in the body of Christ. Oh, we need to love God. We need to love Christ. We need to to study the Word. Forget about the Pentecostal stuff. No, the Pentecostals don't own these abilities. God didn't give this just to the Pentecostals. The Pentecostal movement, the people that have this type of sensitivity, they have been able to take these abilities, put them to work, and do marvelous things in the churches. Yes, there are those that are corrupt, but there are those men out there and ministries out there that have used these abilities in, a, in, a, in a, an appropriate way. So if you poo-poo these abilities with many of the church leaders, the assembly that I came out of, the pastor would not allow the gifts of the Spirit to be used in his congregations, in his churches. He didn't like them. He thought that they were useless. No need for them. And he didn't realize, I think, through observation, I think he was afraid of these gifts because they would expose who he really was. And at one point, he was he had a vision and that vision was pure, and he was very, he carried out the vision God had given him, <clears throat> what to build churches with young people in the early 60s, and to train them, the, to train these young people with the, the elementary gifts or the elementary teachings of the Christian faith, redemption, atonement, <clears throat> excuse me, atonement, Glorification, sanctification, justification. Very, very, very powerful. Why did Christ redeem you? Because you were in a trash pile. You were going to be burned. But God decided to take you as an unclean vessel. Like a, we years ago we used to get the Coke bottles. To take you like a Coke bottle. Bring you back. Clean you up. And use you. But not for the sake of the world, for his purpose. <coughs> Excuse me. Redemption. Then atonement. You have to be sanitized. Sanctified. Sanctification. You have to be sanctified. You have to be cleaned up. You have to. Are you going to be filled with this beverage or that beverage? 
And to do that, you had to, there had to be an agreement that you would be used. But the thing is, somebody's going to cast you away. But Christ comes and tells the Father, no, he's useful to me. I will be the atonement for that person. I will atone. I will stand in his place. And I will make him acceptable, Father, to you. Justification. You're not justified by your works. You're justified by faith. But then he deviated from his initial vision and went a different way. And his ministry began to... The power of his ministry, it was not what it had been initially. We do need power. He didn't want the gifts to be used in his assemblies. But, nevertheless, there were people in that fellowship, that big ministry, that big assembly, hundreds of thousands of people throughout the country internationally that still had the gift of healing and when people were sick, they would come to heal. Then there's the spirit of knowledge. We think we know it all. There are times when I think, man, I, I can't learn anymore. I just, and I realize <clears throat> at that time that at that point, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. In the ministry, there would come times when I think, okay, Lord, I finished these what you've requested, but I don't know, I have no knowledge of what to do from this point forward. Then he would bring some under knowledge to me, kind of a direction, and I once again would go forward. I knew he would teach me to know things that I didn't know, that I needed to know, and once I knew these things that I that I needed to know, then I was to then I was able to go forward. Then also the Christ it says the Spirit will teach him knowledge and respect and the fear of the Lord. You we need to fear the Lord. Without a healthy fear of the Lord we uh, will get ourselves in trouble. We need to fear Him. I read verses last week about Job. Job chapter 9. He knew his condition. And he knew he needed someone to atone for him. Someone to set him free from what he individually as a person was. We need to fear the Lord because of our condition. We cannot trust our Lord ourselves. We are always, we can at any time put ourselves in a state of danger. We need to fear God. With the fear of the Lord, we see danger and we move away from it. You see an edge of a cliff? Lay on your stomach and crawl up to the cliff, look over, but you better back away on your stomach because you might the wind might hit you and you're going to go over the edge. 
fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We'll be back to finish out third hour with Rick Rodriguez. Hello, this is Daniel from A&D Design. We stopped by today to let you know that we have kitchen and bathroom cabinets. These are soft-closed, full-overlay cabinets with full-extension rails made of plywood. You can contact us at 303-968-6678, and Cyrus has our website. You can find more information on our website at andcabinetdesign.com. That's andcabinetdesign.com. And again, just call me, 303-968-6678. Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and Internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here are some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com three hours went fast and listen I only have 156 hours a year so 
you're going to have to go to the podcast on 1360khnc.com and to the Olive Tree Ministry. Also, to the on the podcast section, you have the Present Truth programs, which I host Monday through Thursday. And one last time, my contact information is P.O. Box, is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. The uh, hardships that are coming, in these verses that I read out of Isaiah chapter 11, these are not doctrine. That's not the intention of these verses that I read to you. This is experience. The Spirit of the Lord resting upon you is not a doctrine. This is an experience, vital for for your life. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, direction, counsel, is an experience, not just a doctrine, power. It's not a doctrine, authority. You pray for these things. Pray these things upon your life. The spirit of knowledge, that you have the knowledge that you need for yourself, for your family. The fear of the Lord. It's important to fear God. It's the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of wisdom. It keeps you going straight, straight ahead. It keeps you on a narrow path. It keeps you from straying. It keeps you off of the path that the lion with her cubs hunt on every day. It protects you. This is not doctrine. This is experience. I have these experiences. I seek these experiences daily. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells me, you need to pray for this, you need to pray for that. Sometimes I just say, Lord, I just pray for my faith. I want my faith to be strong. I want it to be intact. Whatever it is, your condition. We have the ability to make a request to God. But we have not because we ask not. And when we do ask, we ask amiss. Don't ask amiss, but ask. God bless you. God bless you. God keep you. May God give you the power of His Spirit, the reality of His Spirit. May His Spirit be upon you. God bless you. God bless every one of you. God's Spirit be upon you this week. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. You're listening to The Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland.